Hello and welcome to our weekly Hit the Target podcast brought to you by Hollywood Bits. Uh, I'm your standing host for today, Chad Nagel, and joining me in the studio, we have uh, Mark Stridham as well as Ayanda Vezi from SBN. Um, the Premier League season is over. Who won the league, Mark? Man City, unfortunately. <laughs> Man City won the league, um, but... Even though the campaign's over, the transfer window is officially open. And so we are here to discuss uh, the transfer gossip. Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, big-name players linked with uh, some big clubs and some shocking transfer uh, news as well, with the likes of Mason Mount, a Chelsea Academy graduate, um, possibly on his way to Manchester United. Neymar, uh, one of the best uh, players in world football, possibly on his way to Manchester United. McAllister, uh, Alexis McAllister, World Cup winner with Argentina, could be on his way to Liverpool. And João Felix from Chelsea has now been kicked to the curb by Mauricio Pochettino, sent back to uh, Atletico Madrid. So let's discuss uh, all the transfers. We know that uh, some of the transfer uh, uh, news, we know that uh, Premier League clubs are going to be looking to strengthen um, their squads for the upcoming campaign. When I think of clubs strengthening their squads, I think maybe just because I'm a Chelsea supporter, but the first team that comes to mind is Chelsea. They need to... In fact, let me ask you, Ayanda, do Chelsea, is it more that the fact that they need to strengthen their squad or do they need to trim their squad? Add to their squad or subtract to their squad? Because we know that they have a big squad, of a big group of players. I think the new manager that is coming in uh, for the fact that he agreed for Man City to talk with... Uh, Mateo Kovacic. Yes. Yeah. You can see that he wants to trim the squad so that he can have... Uh, so that he doesn't have a headache on which players to manage. And for Mason Mount being, uh, being linked with United, that says a lot that the new manager doesn't like want to have um, a huge amount of players in within his camp. So I think uh, with him, we know that he has proven himself uh, with Spurs. Uh, Spurs, I think that time when they reached the, the Champions League final, he didn't have uh, so many players within the squad. So for me, looking at the way that he's approaching Chelsea, and uh, Chelsea coming next season, they won't be participating in big competitions. Their main focus will be the league and the domestic cup in the Premier League. So for me, I think he wants first to to keep those players that he needs for next season. Then at the end of next season, he will see maybe where the club finishes. And then that's when I think he will start to say, OK, let me bring this player because uh, in this department, I'm lacking so I think for me, the coach is doing the, the right decision. For the fact that um, he said to João Felix, he must go back to his club because Christopher Nkunku is coming in. Yeah. That's a like-for-like -like player. So for me, I think he's taking a right route by trimming his squad. Well, Mark, uh, do you agree with um, Ayanda's views? I think... Um, well, I, I think it, I'm sure you do. I think it's quite clear that Chelsea needs to trim their squad. And I think it helps. I mean, well, not really helps, but the fact that they aren't in, in, in 
Champions League or Europa League or any European football for that matter. Yeah. Um, to think that they were in this season and still the likes of Ziyech, Pulisic, not everyone was able to play. And I think you want, I think a new for a new coach, you will want to keep the players, um, keep a, um, uh, you know, just a positive group of players who will be fighting for their opportunities to play mm-hmm. and not um, such a big squad where it's impossible to play. And also having so many players, it will bring a sort of dark cloud around the, 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 the changing room, you know, because some players won't be playing as much as, as others and, mm. and trimming the squad will be, will be key for him. I think so. So we all, it's clear we all think that we believe that, you know, Chelsea need to trim their squad. They have um, a big group of players. And when we think of trimming their squad, I think the likes of Hakim Zia come to mind, Christian Pulisic, Mateo Kovacic, we know that he's possibly going to be joining Manchester City. Um, Mason Mounts, who Pochettino did want to keep, uh, looks like he's on his way to Manchester United. There'll be more outgoings as well. Um, keep an eye on Edward Mendy. Um, uh, Conor Gallagher's liked as well. Um, so we know there's going to be outgoings, but uh, I under mentioned Christopher and Kunku coming in. Is, do, if Chelsea just get rid of the outgoings, like the players that, um, that you know, the Poch wants to let go of, do they have enough quality in that squad to go on and mount a possible uh, top four uh, challenge because I'm sure that's going to be the objective. objective yeah. Or do you think that they still need to add to their... It depends on how many go out because you can't let everybody go out and you're sitting with maybe just 14 first team players. You might be short because it's it's a long season, you know. And um, if he does let five or eight players, maybe he will bring in two or three maximum. But um, they they do have a, a lot of talented players there now at the moment who, who can do the job with ease and can only get better because the training time will be there as well now that um, they only have to focus on the league and, and I believe Pochettino is a proven manager in the Premier League and I believe he has what it takes to, to change it around. Ayanda, if you Pochettino, um, when you look at the squad, where is the area, uh, which, which area do you see uh, uh, that needs to be strengthened uh, midfield defense uh, clearly they, they, they lack goal threat uh, do you think Christopher and Kunku is the answer to that or, or do you see a um, couple of positions where Pochettino needs to strengthen I think uh, for me up front they, they need a, a striker like in addition to Nkunku yeah I, I think they need a striker like uh, like Harry King a striker like that I think if they can have a striker like that looking just clinical at, just, yeah yeah you know, you have uh, players like Kung who can run and bring the ball into your target, man. All what he does is to finish the job there, like Haaland, what he did with Man City. It was just finishing the, the job for for the likes of De Bruyne, you know. So for me, I think if they can get a striker, like, who's a... Like okay, a throw, throw some names. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, you know, Ivan Tony's a target. But for, he, but because of his you know his ban yeah uh, like Victor Osiman yeah okay. from Napoli I think he will be like a good fit yeah he will, he will mm. fit the club at Chelsea uh, Mark what about Romelu Lukaku uh, apparently he's quite happy in, at Inter Milan but there is there was talk about Pochettino possibly handing him a fresh start uh, to resurrect his Chelsea career could. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, we know he's Premier League proven uh, mm. potential uh, golden boot winner in every competition that he participates in. 
also has a key game in the, in the Champions League final. Is, is he a player that, you know, could have an impact uh, on, on the new Pochettino era at Chelsea? Maybe, maybe, maybe he can second time around because his return before this was, was poor. Yeah. His numbers were bad and, and he had to go out. But at the moment, if, if he does win the Champions League, maybe it could spark him to, to revive his Chelsea career and, and come in with a with better attitude and, and try to, to make his name big again. Because he was he he, he is a good striker. Yeah. He's powerful. He, he makes good runs, and um, but a player like Enzo in the midfield, I think he can find him. Yeah, on many occasions, and and he is those long balls exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and he's got um, Madueke on on the side. Yeah. In Kunku that can bring the ball in. Yeah. So so he won't be short of 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 any chances. Service. Yeah. The, yeah. No, I I agree. Well, clearly. Uh, a lot for Pochettino to think about a new manager coming in like we you know we've all agreed yeah that you know trim, trimming the squad is probably the the key first key thing that for Poch to address but um clearly a lot of work to do we want to move on to Manchester United now and um uh it appears to me that this club is probably the most from the Premier League clubs in terms of targeting players they seem to be the most exciting um it just seems like the names that are being linked with Manchester United it just looks like an exciting time to be a Manchester United fan, if the reports are true. Um, like, you know, uh, Neymar, as I mentioned uh, uh, at the start of the, 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 the podcast, I said Neymar is a name that has been looked at at Manchester United. Mason Mount, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Man, Man United are looking at other players as well. So, what, what do, you know, let's just, let me throw that question at you. What do Manchester United need to do to, to challenge Manchester City? I, I, I think Ten Hag has come in for, for his first season and, and seen how the, the Premier League works. He's come in, he's, he's done a good job for his first season and he's, he's now seen that he, he, he's, he's far from, from challenging from the league and he needs to close that gap. And by getting better players in and, and you know, around Bruno, and Casimiro, and, and hopefully they can get a striker as well because they're also lacking a striker too. So I think um, he's just trying to close the gap and the better players they get, the better they climb the table. Ayanda, is it, is it just rumours? Is it just gossip? Is it just silly season? Or can you, can you see Neymar potentially um, in a Manchester United kid come the start of the season? Well, uh, as per reports saying that Neymar is said to PSG, the only club that he wants to join, it's United. Yeah, sure. That's a than, statement. Yeah, than any other club. So for me, that's possible. We know United. Clearly, he's not talking to Thiago Silva anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, maybe Casamero is like, hey, yeah. come join us here, bro. So f- United is one of like the biggest club in Europe we can take away that yeah so player like Neymar going there for me it won't be a surprise but, and they've got a couple of Brazilians as well yes. I mean so, surely Fred is in his ear yeah surely Anthony as well you will play with them I you, think Casemiro is playing agent in this one yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and for me United I think uh Erickson Hag should look also at the back the the center back uh, the likes of Varane and uh, Martinez because uh Towards the end of the season, they suffered injuries where United were starting to leak goals there. So for me, if I was Ten Hag, I would go to look for another backline there to have a solid backline so that I know if uh, Varane 
gets injured, I know that there's a better player who can close that gap. Uh, gentlemen, I'm going to make an early prediction. I'm going to say that Manchester United do the best transfer business. Uh, and and we, uh, this, at the time of recording, this is the, the first day that the, uh, of the transfer window officially open. I, 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 I'm led to believe that Manchester United, um, as Mark said, uh, you know what it's, Tanag knows what it takes now. Being in the Premier League, you would have had that full that season under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we're talking about Neymar, we're talking about Mason Mount. We're forgetting one name, um, one world-class player that is strongly, heavily linked with Manchester United. And it's, it's, it's possible that this one actually gets over the line. Um, for the first time, we can actually say that looks like Harry Kane could be on his way out of Tottenham Hotspur to yeah. Manchester United. Can you imagine Manchester United signing uh, the likes of Neymar, uh, Mason Mount and Harry Kane? Statement. That, that would be a massive statement and surely that would boost them into a title charge. Definitely, it will boost them having those kind of players like, and you also in your middle field, you have uh, a serial winner with uh, the likes of Casamero there. At the back, you have your Martinez, your Varane. So Manchester United, for me, if they can get those players, I can say Manchester United here yeah, are building something if they can get those players. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, we, we want to move on to uh, Manchester City now. And um, it's, it's, just, it's just strange when it comes to... Look, Manchester City are... I, I, for me, Manchester City are one of the best um, clubs when it comes to the transfer market. Uh, they just, uh, they, um, and, and Arsenal are also very good at this. They buy a player and, and not, not necessarily a star name, but it, it just, if the player that they bring into the club just fits like a glove into the system in Pep Guardiola's system. I mean, you think of Jack Grealish, you think of, um, um, you know, just a couple, uh, that, that Akanji, uh, no one knew Akanji or well, he, he wasn't uh, the, uh, one of the big name defenders in Europe. Manchester City just have a, have a, they just have an eye for talent. Um, the, the, the question is, how do you strengthen Manchester City? How, like, how, there's, that's there's probably no the biggest, there. yeah, that's there's probably, no do they become weaker? Um, if reports are believed to be true, Bernardo Silva looks like he could possibly join Barcelona. I mean, I, I think if Barcelona, I mean, if Man City win the Champions League, I think a couple of those players will be like, you know, um, we've done everything. Yeah, let's end this career on a high. Mm. Remember, football, uh, foot, uh, football is a very short career. Um, yeah, for being a professional footballer, it's what like f- 10, 15 yeah. years max. Mm. So I think these players might look at, you know, if they win the treble as expectedly, yeah. uh, or if, if win the Champions League final, they might say, you know what? And so Bernardo Silva is one of them. We know that Barcelona are heavily linked with them. Um, uh, Kundijan, uh, looks like he's on his way out. Um, and, and there'll be a couple more as well. Some of the names being linked with, um, Ayanda mentioned, uh, Mateo Kovacic of Chelsea, probably a like for like replacement yeah. in Gundijan. Not at the possible, Gundijan for me is a better player. Mm. Um, so there's, but not, if Bernardo Silva leaves, do, do City get weaker? No. No. I don't mm. think so. But Pep, Pep is so, so good. Whatever player goes out, he replaces, like a like for like, like you say, equally good. Yeah. So, so there's there's no weakness in that team. Ah, uh, well, that, you say there's no weakness. I, I think that was my next question. And and okay, well, 
clearly there is it, it's hard to find a weakness at Manchester City. But I'm going to ask you, Ayanda, you are a Manchester City fan for those of you who don't know. Um, is is there an area um, that that needs improving? For me, I think at the back. At the back, you'd yeah. sign a, 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 a centre-back. Right oh, Jao Cancelo is probably going to be sold. Yeah, so uh, I think that at the back, if we, they can find a replacement for Jao Cancelo and one centre-back there, I think that's where they need to strengthen their department. For me personally, when I look at this current uh, Man City, because I remember at the beginning of the season, Man City, yes, they were winning games. But, but they, they were leaking goals. Yes. Yeah, so for me, I think if they can get maybe uh, one solid centre-back and a replacement for Cancelo, then everything will be sorted for Man City. Well, moving on to Liverpool. Um, they did, they ended the season off quite well, um, uh, you know, winning so many games in succession. Um, unfortunately, they left it late. Uh, they dropped uh, uh, points in the, I think, the last fixture, second to last game. So they weren't able to make um, the Champions League. Does that play a major factor um, in their transfer business, in their approach to targeting certain players? Um, look, th- don't get me wrong, Liverpool are a massive club and they're still linked with some, some top players. I mean, they were linked with Mount, but the fact that Mount has now uh, looks like Manchester United are favorites. Are, are favorites. The fact, I mean, a couple of seasons ago, we probably would have said it's a no-brainer mm. between joining Manchester United and Liverpool. You're going to go to Liverpool, mm. but th- is Champions League playing playing a factor in that? The fact that uh, Liverpool aren't in, uh, uh, don't have Champions League football, because um, because that's a question I, I want us to look at. Because look, um, Alexis McAllister. Uh, he he had a very good season at Brighton. He's probably going to join Liverpool next week. Um, uh, but he's he's a player used to not he, uh, playing in Europe. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you can go. He probably feels like I can go with one season without it. And I know Liverpool will be in the Champions League next season. Mm-hmm. But has not being um, in Europe uh, has has not qualifying for Europe being an um, a disadvantage now for Liverpool for their transfer business? I would say yes and no. Yes for some players who want to play the Champions League and no for those players who just want to work with Klopp. Yeah. So because Klopp, of, the manager pool the man- is also. Exactly. The, the man he is, the, the coach he is, how he can improve players and, and everybody knows what he's done in the Premier League. He's a winner. His, his attitude, the way he's, his style of play, the formation, mm. no, that, that will attract some players who 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 still want to play in Europe, but not with Champions League. Those who want to play in Champions League, I think that will be a second option. We'll look at Liverpool as a second option. But the manager will, will have a lot to say in, in some players still coming, even though they're not in the Champions League. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so. Do, do you see Liverpool um, improving? Um, Big time. Big time. I think they come back next season uh, and so, challenge. So, so I was just going to ask you, so, uh, challenge for the title? Definitely. I you, think I think you Klopp's, agree with that, Ayanda. I agree with Mark. Yeah, even their manager came out and said, "Next oh, season, yes, yeah, we, we, we're challenging the league." So that was a statement, eh? Yeah. yeah. So it tells you the mood around the camp. It's that, confidence. Yeah, it's positive. Yeah, you know. And looking at the way they finished uh, the league, you can tell that they suffered those injuries. Had they didn't suffer those injuries, 
I think we could have been talking that Liverpool now are in the uh, finished in the top four. So for me, coming next season, the, with the players that they bringing in, yeah. I totally agree with Mark that Liverpool next season will be challenging for the league. And I won't be surprised if uh, Telemans joins uh, Liverpool yeah. because he has already went on his Instagram to say he's leaving Leicester City. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. He was a target uh, mm-hmm. for Liverpool in the past. Yes, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, joining Liverpool. Yeah. And, you know, also in addition to that, I mean, we look at um, the likes of uh, Luis Diaz, who barely played uh, a game year. last yeah. season, he's going to be, uh, he's going to feel like a new signing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this podcast is all about signings. He's going to feel um, like mm. a new signing. And also, um, Nunes, uh, the striker, um, he, you know, in, in the past podcast last week, I was, you know, we had going through our awards and I was calling him a flop, but um, I think that he, he will improve. I, I really do. I think he'll improve. Yeah. I think sometimes, um, we, even the biggest names in football, we know Radamel Falcao, uh, Angel Di Maria, they haven't always adjusted to mm. the top flight, yeah. the rigors of the English Premier yeah. League game. So I think that, you know, Nunes, I did see some glimpses of his quality. He has shown some flashes. I think maybe he could be uh, one of a, sta- uh, a standout next season for Liverpool. Yeah, definitely. Even the coach said uh, he needs to adapt. Yes, we, you expect a player to hit the ground run, uh, running when he gets to the club. But sometimes the language, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, he's a South American. Maybe the language was the barrier for him to not, like, hit the ground running. And that's but, a possibility. You, you know, so coming next next season, even the manager said uh, he believes in him. So he doesn't want to put pressure on him. So coming next season, definitely, I think he will be one of the players that everyone will be talking about. Well, let's turn our attention to Tottenham. Yes, Tottenham fans, we didn't forget about all three of you. Uh, we <laughs> want to talk about Tottenham Hotspur, and um, and and look, this is this is a this is an honest question, because I mean, we we just said it a moment ago. Harry Kane, I think for the first time, normally we we see Harry Kane linked with some big clubs, and we're like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. This guy's just too loyal to Spurs. I feel like he's at the point in his career and he's also getting on in age. He's at the point in his career where he knows and regardless of his silly statements that he makes in terms of, uh, oh, it's not a, football's not about winning trophies. Nonsense. No, it's nonsense. Uh, I, I think, I think it, I think it hurts him for all his, I think he would give all his individual accolades away just to hold a Premier League title. One Premier League. One Premier League title. <laughs> I believe that. But, but he has the question and it's an honest question. It's a sincere question. How good are Tottenham without Harry Kane? I think they fall mm. apart. I think everything. Let, let's falls just apart. say. Let, let's just say Harry mm. Kane. Uh, he moves to Manchester United. Manchester United. Uh, Spurs now have to find a replacement for Kane. Where do you go looking? Mm. Nowhere. <laughs> I think you need to buy a whole new team because Spurs last season were terrible and he scored thirty goals. And and also inc- incredible. That's he goals. That's he goals. That's just ridiculous. Mm. And what about Son? Son could be on his way out. I don't know if you guys are following uh, the the reports with Tottenham, but Son is also a player that is uh, that is being strongly linked with the move Mm. away. Um, And apparently, like uh, many of the players are just fed up with the the way the club is run. I mean, the constant uh, chopping and changing. Uh, Daniel Levy has has got a lot wrong as an owner. I think I, I think it's through him. 
the way that the club is looking now. Well, if if Dash was on this podcast, he would have blamed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's got a lot of say in everything he does there, yeah, Daniel yeah. Levy, and and now it's it's coming back to bite him. Ayanda, Spurs lose Harry Kane. Who are you signing to replace him? I'm trying to think which player they can bring on that can close. Uh, There's not many strikers look, look, out pro- there. Probably, now. probably. You probably have to look at and yes, he, there, there's a ban. Yeah, Ivan Tony is probably the next best England striker. You got to look at uh, Calvert Lewin. You have to look at the likes. Of, what's that? Um, that El- uh, Aston Villa striker. Uh, um, come on, that guy he buried Liverpool, and I just think of the seven-two game. Uh, <laughs> um, what's his name? Okay, I can't get his. I can't also get his got, name. Got the funniest. Yeah, yeah, I can't get his name. But uh, th- Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Those are the type of guys that that Spurs can attract. Yeah. <laughs> because because I was thinking of uh, the Sevilla striker Al Al Nazir. Uh, In a series, yeah. yeah. Well, he could be, and and I mean, I'm thinking look, of him. That's the only player that comes to my mind right now that I uh, think. But then, how can he wants to leave a club that is winning trophies exactly. and then to go and join a club that are allergic to winning trophies? <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> okay. Look. Either way, look at let's look at the names we mentioned: Ivan Tony, In a series, uh, uh, Watkins. Um, you know, more pay. Uh, okay, this is banter now. I mean, just look at those players. None compare to together combined. None compare to the brilliance and uh, and and the quality of someone uh, such as Harry Kane. I think it's just downhill if for they lose, uh, my honest yeah. prediction, it's downhill for Tottenham if they lose Kane. And none of none of those names you mentioned are a twenty goal striker. Yeah. Well, yeah. perhaps the best is. Um, Uh, on that bunch is is um, on that list is uh, Ivan Tony and the fact that he's play, would play half a season because of his ban. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't reach twenty goals anyway. Um, but that's that's Huge what loss. we that's what we have to say uh, for to Spurs. Sorry, we can't end off positively. But now, last but not least, uh, I, I I want I kept this club for last um, for a specific reason. Arsenal were Man City's closest challengers for the league. At one point, it looked like they were going to win the league. At a canter, uh, they look um, like one of the best teams in Europe. Uh, depart, uh, sorry, despite missing out in the league, they still, for me, look like uh, a serious uh, uh, force to be reckoned with. They are the youngest team uh, competing for 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 the Premier League title. They'll be in Champions League, and I think they'll be contenders there. As well, I'm not saying they'll win it, but they'll be strong contenders there as well. What do Arsenal need to do to get to to reach the level of Manchester City? Um, because we know that there is there's a little bit of a golfing class, uh, and and it showed towards the second end, uh, second half of the season. Mark, I, you're a gunner. I, I don't I don't think football is the problem. Like the way they played to the eye is fantastic. They're playing transition from defense to attack through are, certain areas. Are they not areas. short in their squad, like in terms of That's, signings? That is the only problem. And and where and where are those places that you would strengthen? I think in all positions. I think one de- defender, midfielder, striker, and maybe a winger too. Because um, Saliba well, Saliba got injured. From that time, yeah. soon as he left the squad, yeah, we threw three games in a row. You struggle we, to keep a clean sheet. Exactly, we lost the league from there. Midfield, Party Shaka's leaving. Shaka's leaving. Party gets injured. Odegaard can't play alone. 
he's too small to play that defensive role. Well, while while we're on the topic of midfielders and we're looking at Arsenal's midfield, I mean, there's one name that is clearly on Arsenal's radar, a, a player who, uh, like Harry Kane, needs to move to a bigger club, uh, who, a player who's good enough to be playing at a bigger club, um, a leader uh, uh, who has a wealth of experience even as a youngster. I think Declan Rice, is, it, is he the one to, to probably uh, the, to fit into that, that, that role vacant by Granit Xhaka? Um, he's a top player. I'm not gonna lie, he's a top player. But if if I think of the money they're asking for, I think it's hundred million. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I don't think I would pay hundred million for a defensive player who's not gonna give you goals and assists. Yeah, I'd rather buy unless it's a Casemiro and Colo Kante. Exactly. Yeah, I'd rather take that money and buy a striker or attacking midfielder who can give assists and goals. And buy cheaper midfielder to cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you spend hundred million on someone who's just gonna pass the ball. Yeah. That's money money wasted for me personally. Yeah. I, I would Look, take him. I would so, take some him. Might, any day. Some might say you. It sounds a little bit disrespectful to to Declan no. Rice, but I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying like uh, at the end of the day, uh, there's a reason the players um um such a, for. I mean, if you spend that kind of money, like a hundred million pounds, mm. you're gonna want someone who brings goals and assists. Exactly. Mm. I'm not knocking his qualities. He's, a, he's yeah. a top player, top, top player, but for that amount of money for one player, um, How it's many a bit players of a hard you one can bring in with that money. Exactly. I, I and I wanna come to you and get your thoughts on, on Declan Rice. Um uh, for me, my my, my um, I, the price tag I would put on his head is seventy million pounds. I think that's a fair price, especially mm-hmm. in this market. The, the, the times have changed. Uh, you have to pay uh, for these type of players. He's plus he's a homegrown player, mm. leader. Um, uh, seventy million pounds? Would you would you do it? Or would, let's just say, okay, let's just say um, West Ham play hardball and demand eighty million pounds. Would you do it if you're Arsenal? Do you just go in, uh, like, especially being a fan of Manchester City, you've seen the ruthless, uh, the ruthless side of Manchester City in the yeah. transfer window where they don't negotiate. You, yeah, they link with mm. the player, they're having personal talks and they just they pay it. Yeah. I would definitely, if maybe they say they want uh, 80, I would give them that money. But if it's way more than that, then no, I'd rather go, like Mark said, uh, I'd rather go. Cheap alternative. Yeah, look for an attacking player who will give GD? you. No, no, no. It's too cheap. Okay. But also Arsenal is linked with uh, Gundejan. Gundejan. Yeah, so they're yeah. also linked with him. I know as Barca as well is also linked with him. Yeah. So I think he can be maybe going to Arsenal, looking at the experience that he's got. That team of Arsenal is a young squad. I think uh, he can bring lots of experience to talk with the guys there. So if they can get him, I think it will be a huge boost for Arsenal. Plus, his contract is ending uh, uh, now. Uh, He he was like on his last uh, contract. So for Arsenal getting him on free transfer, it will be a smart business. Yeah, you know. You know, I, I, I agree with, um, you know, Mark, I agree with Diana. Um, you know, if I, you know, we are speaking about Manchester City, looking at, you know, areas of their squad that we were saying Manchester City doesn't seem like they have a weakness. You know, Arsenal do have a weakness, in my opinion. It's not their, it's, it's not, an, it's, it's, it's not, um, their fault. I think, cause 
I feel like if there's one area where they can improve in their squad is to bring experience, bring mm. that leadership. Because yeah. sometimes it's looked like men against boys in the season. Not it's, not for the most towards yeah, the end. Yeah, towards, towards the end mm. at least. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Arsenal have the best young players in the world. Odegaard, yeah. Sucker, like any coach would like. I think those players are, could be end up at Real Madrid and Barcelona in. in Maybe not Barcelona, but Real Madrid in a, a PSG, like those clubs as well. I think um, uh, Arsenal really have some quality, but they do lack. Um, and and they, they are the only leader for me, or not the only leader, because there's other leaders as well. You think of Zinchenko as well, uh, yeah. Gabriel Jesus uh, mm. as well. But like, uh, they're they, they losing a real leader in Granit Xhaka. I mean, say what you want about the guy's uh, recklessness at times, the fact that he gets uh, maybe commits too many fouls, gets too many yellow cards, suspensions. He's, he's a leader. Yeah. And, and the young players look to him. I think mm. when Xhaka speaks, um, they listen. They listen. Yeah. You see, if they get uh, Gundesian, as I've said, like he, he brings in a lot of experience there. And uh, I also João Cancelo, they linked with him. So you bring in those two players, they like have a winning mentality in their minds. You have the likes of Zinchenko who have won trophies with uh, City and uh, has used who have won uh, trophies with City combined with all these young squad there. Then I think, uh, and the coach that they have, then I think Arsenal will be complete if they can do those signings for me. Mark, I uh, just want to ask you your thoughts on this. Um, João Felix was a target of Arsenal prior to his move uh, to Chelsea. Chelsea have said, you know, you're not part of our plans, even though he was a fan favourite uh, for the season. Um, sometimes, often times during the season, felt like the only thing good that we had was João Felix. Um, would you... Um, look, Atletico do demand a, a hefty loan fee. Uh, would you... Go ahead and take him on loan, or would you buy him, or do you just close that chapter? I, I, I like him as a player, but I'm not sure what's his best position. Because at Arsenal, if if you if you take Felix as a as a, a winger, Martinelli, Trossard, Saka, those are starting players, you know. So so who would you put on the bench for him? I wouldn't put Martinelli on the bench, and I wouldn't never put Saka on the bench. You know what I mean? Martinelli, come on. I mean, he's no. had a good season, but Jao Felix is a... Is, where, where, is, where would you put him? I, I, would, I, would, I, I would think, no, not necessarily starting, but I would think that Jao Felix is going there to compete. No, for sure. No, not, not to be like, you know, you, certain players they, that come in there, you know, like, okay, this is a fringe player. He becomes a squad player. Mm. I don't think you can say that about Jao Felix. Jao Felix is going there to compete for his mm. position and make it his own. Yeah. I know, no, for sure. He, he showed his qualities now with Chelsea. Unfortunately, he's, he's not in the plans, but he, he's a top player. But um, just not for you. Okay, give me, me give me one signing for Arsenal that you want that you want to see. Oof, there's so many names. I wish I can take Jack Reedish. Two hundred million pounds. There's, there's too many players. You know, there's no buying from City. Yeah, I know you'll love no. to do that, but like. How about uh, Telemans and Medicine from Leicester? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think good, Leicester's good squad players. Good yeah. squad players for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are our thoughts uh, on the transfer activity. Uh, the transfer window is officially open, and uh, there's lots to discuss. I think as the weeks go by, you'll be hearing uh, us speak about transfers more, uh, talking about the biggest names in football, moving to the biggest clubs in football. Um, 
Neymar, talking Harry Kane, um, Bernardo Silva, um, so many, so much to discuss and so much to unfold in the coming weeks. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast and we, uh, it's at the end of the podcast now. And we do also want to give you an opportunity to get your hands on a betting voucher. So all you need to do is answer this question. Um, who, uh, who will be Manchester United's first signing? That's the question I'm throwing at you. Um, and if you and, and if your comment impresses our panel of judges and hits the target, we will credit your accounts with a 200 and betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bets. Will it be Mason Mount? Will it be Neymar? Will it be Kane? Uh, who will it be? Uh, let us know. And uh, that's all from us. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.